Hello, good day everyone, welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, we keep our listeners up to date with what is new and super powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host Kevin Finkel, joined here with my two co-hosts. Hey everybody, it's Ryan, the uh, cardboard samurai out of the uh, Tokyo area of Japan, and co-host. What up, it's your boy Ashiok, and I honestly thought we were about to hear some of the sickest mixtape dropped from Ryan, from uh, Kevin, but... Sadly, oh, see, I thought we were going more like, uh, are, are we not all going to be like racehorse announcers? This yeah, yeah, I thought that was the plan. We're going to start, <laughs> we're going to start wrapping the card names. I summon them and I'm a regal bunny corn. Summon them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, well, you got, <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, lead into the fact that, hey, guys, it's uh, everybody's new f- favorite time, new favorite time. Old favorite time, same favorite time. The one thing that Magic players love most is new cards to talk about and to uh, you know kind of sink our teeth into brewing, to getting an idea of what's going to be coming up in the next set and how it's going to impact Pioneer. So this is our Wilds of Eldraine Pioneer set review. We're going to go through all of the cards that we think could possibly, maybe sometimes ever, have an impact on the Pioneer format and kind of give our reviews of what we think is going to be good, what we think is underwhelming. Um, You know, we're not going to go through every card, but we'll try and hit what we think are the important ones. And usually we have very differing opinions on that. So we end up talking about cards that some of us think are terrible. Mm -hmm. And then usually we're all right or or all wrong. We've had uh, mixed results, I think, in the past. What do you guys think of this set? Um, Yeah, I was going to ask you guys the same thing. I mean, Eldraine was so powerful, right? Is this the second coming of Eldraine literally or... I don't think so. I think this set kind of sucks. Mm. I'm not going to lie. There's like two cards that I like, and I think this is another Crimson Vow right now, but I'm so I'm, wanting to be proved wrong. I, I I'm kind of with you there. I disagree. I think there's a there's a lot of good mid-range and uh, aggro de- cards in this this deck, right? Like this set. Um, and so as we talk about the the cards, I think we'll we'll figure it out. I think the roots are there. Like there was a lot of things I was excited to brew about. And then it's just like, I could be playing, you know, the decks that have been winning for the last three years. And it, it kind of has discouraged me from brewing a little bit. Cause some of these decks, I'm just like, yeah, this deck's good, but uh, do I beat bone crusher into children? No, I really don't. <laughs> so we want to jump into uh, some of the cards. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to do this. Usually is we're going to run through um Wooberg order. So why don't we go ahead with our first white card? Sure. Um, do you guys want to go first, or should I go first? I mean, go for it. You go first. Um, I want to start with uh, the card everyone's been talking about, or at least all the aggro players have been talking about, and that's Regal Bunnycorn, the XX one in the white, uh, and it has power and toughness equal to the number of non-land permanents you control. So a lot of people are kind of comparing this to the Voice of Resurgence token that it makes, except this is even better because if you have nothing but you know, treasure tokens or nothing but, you know, blood tokens or, you know, nothing but uh, enchantments. It really doesn't matter. This thing's just going to get huge no matter what you play. So I'm kind of excited to see where it's going to fit into the format. I think it'll definitely see some play. Yeah, this is one of the cards that I'm like, like, I'm pretty down on the set, like, overall. But this card is one mm-hmm. of the ones that I think are, like, actually, like, kind of playable. Uh, the reason I say it is just because, like, this card already fits into Boros Convoke really well. Mm-hmm. Like, you just go, like, turn one, Thraven Inspector, turn two, Regal Bunnycorn, and you have a 3-3. Three, three. And then mm-hmm. next turn, if you have a Gleeful Demolition, it's getting up to, like, a 5-5. Five, five, or, sorry, a 4... Yeah, it's a 5-5. Five, five. A 5-5 five, five now? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of impressive. But, like, 
how often is that going to happen? And that's already just, like, your best draw in, like, Boros Convoke. So, again, I'm, like, kind of iffy on it, but if this card's powerful, I'm not surprised. Kevin? Yeah, like, how much better is that than playing a, uh, what's the spirit, Clarion Spirit or whatever it's called on two, and then, you know, going Convoke and Bone, or, uh, Bushwhacker anyways on turn three, mm-hmm. like, it you know it kind of makes the highest highs higher and it still dies to a fatal push like i don't i don't see this as filling any of the holes that, that deck had so for me i'm kind of like okay we've we've seen beaters before but this has nothing to make me love it so you know i'm the perennial pessimist so i'm going to be down on a lot of cards but this isn't one that really screamed to me i think that this might be a bit of a trap okay yeah like i think i don't know like the thing that it fills and convoke that you're maybe not like like thinking about is like it's a good threat on two that applies early pressure a lot better and so the convoke deck kind of changes instead of like taking turn two or turn three off to set up this one instead kind of just like Mm -hmm. pukes it's just like okay this is my board good luck and then sorry sorry, it pukes and then it also like scales higher so like you're also like attacking while puking and it kind of just like works out I mean, you make it three. You make three tokens. Turn one, you know, off of a uh, uh, an ornithopter, and then turn two. This comes down as a four four, a five five, maybe or That's a bigger. Option. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. I mean, it, it forces them to have removal. If they don't have removal, if you're not playing against a, you know, it it they could easily dodge. Um, what do you call bone crusher giant? You know, stomp. I think, and I think that's uh, one of the key removal spells that people are playing. I think also again, if you're playing this and convoking again, you're making three bodies on turn one, uh, it's going to be get out of fiery impulse range and a lot of other removal that people are playing. And the only thing that's going to kill this fatal push. And like board clears, like this one still gets hit by like every single board clear. Cause like, you know, yeah, you yeah, just like yeah. deal three to everything. And then this yeah. thing's probably dead. I, I temporary I, lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, like it, sure. it, it doesn't fix a lot of the problems of like those kind of, sorry, it doesn't fix a lot of those problems, but it fixes other problems, which is just like the more important thing. Okay. Who's okay. next? Who goes next? Uh, I want to go next because there's only one other white card I want to talk about. So I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take this as my as my bullet. What do you got? What do you got? I want to talk about the the Were Fox bodyguard because I actually mm. think this card's like super playable. Mm. Uh, so it's one white white for a two two elf fox knight. Uh, don't know if that's relevant. You know, get some foxes in there, but uh, it has flash and it says when it enters the battlefield, exile up to one other uh, non fox creature until it leaves the battlefield. And for one and a white, you can sacrifice it and gain two. So this is Banisher Priest with Flash on first look. But the more and more you read, the more and more you start to realize that this protects your own stuff as well, which is the bigger thing. Is like it, it is both an aggressive tool and a defensive tool, and it is always just going to be good or fine. And I think that's what uh, that's what these mono white or sorry these white X decks need. Like the deck that I kind of like think of with this card is like the 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 boats deck, the 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 Slesnia boats deck. That deck is already was like kind of okay, but this one just makes it like so much better. Uh, you can also have the ability to like exile important ETBs. Uh, so like you can respond to a Skyclave apparition entering the battlefield on your end. Flash in Werefox Bodyguard, exile their 4-drop, and they won't get the Illusion token. Or you can flicker a Chariot. Like, there's a lot of, like, range with this card, and that's why I really like it. Hmm. Yeah. And I would. I also like the uh, um, Sacrifice effect. You know, there, it's going to have a huge target on its on its, uh, on its itself. And, like, e- even if they use, like, a Bone Crusher Giant, like, I just, I love using that as an example. Um, anything with the... Uh, uh, an adventure on it, you know, they'll they'll lose that because you can sacrifice it in response 
and uh, you know that'll just fizzle out, which I think is nice. I like that ability as well. I'm down for that. Yeah, I, I mostly just didn't think of a home for this one. Is kind of why I was low on mm. it. Is I'm like, it's not a human. We don't really have, you know, it's not an angel. I'm kind of like, what mm-hmm. other white decks are in the format? You know, I mean, like the fact that you can like turbo this out with elves makes me really interested because, like, like the deck that mm-hmm. sorry, so like the green white deck, right? Like you go turn one elf, your opponent goes turn one elf, mm-hmm. and you're like, cool, steal your elf. Like that's <laughs> such a tempo swing. Yeah. And then in the later game, like this card just becomes like a good, rem- a good, um, a good protection spell. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This card has such a high ceiling, and the floor is a three mana two two with flash. So, uh, it's hard to say. Mm. It, it, okay. It'll find a spot eventually. I think. I'm not sure. Where, like you said, we're not sure where it's going to go right now. But, um. I'm a big fan of this uh, cheeky house mouse is what yeah. I want to talk about. You know, I don't know if it'll find a home, but it's a one mana two one just vanilla mouse. Uh, but it has an adventure of squeak by one white for target creature gets plus one plus one and can't be blocked by creatures of power three or greater this turn. Um, I just kind of feel like the kind of decks where you'll play this in you for you know cheap aggressive white creatures, you'd love to have this ability and you'd love to make your most important thing you know basically unkillable. Uh, I'm the kind of gamer who will go ahead and jam like 41 drops in a deck and try it out every season. Often doesn't work, but if it does work, this is going to make that cut, I think. Maybe in uh, Heroic? You know, maybe, yeah. I think in Heroic, like even, you know, just any of those decks that want to go small and wide. And whenever you have like, oh, I've got, you know, a wide board, but I've got one Lord. I don't want to tap out because I'll lose just my Lord. You just make it so like, okay, that creature can't die this turn because it's not going to be blocked by anything that could kill it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as well as just that getting around most of the things in the format, I think. Yeah, I don't like the typing. Mouse is a new type. <laughs> you don't like type. the mouse? It's probably setting up for, you know, mice, fox, rabbits. They're setting up for that uh, yeah. that set later in next year. Oh, yeah. No, that no, one. the one that's going to be like a Bloomborough. Oh, Bloomborough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. We no, can see a couple different. of mouses or rats in the, in the, in the yeah. mansion of Karlov, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm good on uh, white. I have lots to talk about. Yeah, what? Well, I mean, go quick. All right, I'm, I'm ready home. to tell. It's got a ho- I'm ready to tell you they're all bad. Well, I mean, do you have any you want to talk about, and you guys could just go over the rest and tell me if they're bad or not? Yeah, yeah, I haven't got any more. The do two were the more? ones. Okay, good. Yeah. so I'll start off my my one that is probably just spice. Uh, I like slumbering keep guard one one for one mana human knight when an enchantment enters the battlefield. Uh, under your control, scry one, and it has two and a white slumbering keep crickets plus one plus one to the end of turn. Uh, for each enchantment you control, I like this in auras, either black, white, or green, white, or whatever you want to play it as. If only because it's like three mana and it gives it an enchantment without having an enchantment. So it's like an ethereal armor, um, or it's another uh, all that glitters and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool. And because it's only one mana, you can play it early on and you can attach stuff to it if you want. Or you can just keep it around, put the stuff on your hexproof creatures, and then attack with this, you know, huge creature later on. Creatures and bogles have to have hexproof, or they have to do something busted like light paws, and this does neither. So I don't think it'll, you know, it'll fit that bill. Okay. Um, should I keep going? Go for it. I'm ready to keep roasting you. I mean, Kevin, you can jump in whenever you want. Okay. Oh, I got no more either. Okay. Um, it's stroke of midnight. Uh, people are saying, "Hey, beast within," but. You know, better because they only get a 1-1 instead of a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, instant, destroy target, alignment, and permanent. Uh, its controller creates a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. It's instant speed, 2 and a white. 
Um, I know that whites get a lot of exile effects. You know, we have stuff that, you know, like, was it Fateful Absence that gives them a, gives yeah. your opponent a uh, clue and stuff like that. I think I'd rather them just get a 1-1 one, one token and destroy anything instead of just a planeswalker or a creature. So I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking this. It might fit into some sideboards, I think. Doesn't Faithful Asmus kill anything, too? No, it's just Planeswalker. Yeah, creature. or like oh, Banishing Light, yeah. you know. What's Banishing Light? I guess light? this is an instant. Banishing this, Light. This is an instant, the... so it's better than Banishing Light. Yeah. But like... Oh, Ring Effect. I don't know. I, yeah. I have a lot of problems uh... with this card, because like Beast Within was good, because you could hit lands with it. Like, I, as someone that used to play mm-hmm. Modern for when Beast Within was like playable in that format, like you were just able to like hit your opponent's lands and like still be able to do things. And like, I don't know. Like, I just don't see a home for this. Like, paying three mana is like, a lot of mana for this kind of effect to be able to still mm-hmm. give your opponent some amount of value. And like, I don't know. Like, is Blue White Control going to play this? No, they're going to play Fateful. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think the Blue White Control deck is has a lot more efficient answers. And anything that's not a control deck is going to play more efficient answers anyways because they want to be low to the ground. Okay. Yeah, I think that's... this is a commander card, sadly. Should I keep going? Go for it. Um, I like Tale for the Ages. Uh, I'm looking at Auras again. I think uh, this is, it's a one in a white uh, enchantment. Enchanted creatures get uh, plus two, plus two. A lot of people are kind of comparing this to Tempered Steel uh, from uh, Scars of Mirrodin, which gave plus two, plus two to artifact creatures. Well, yeah. I think you know this is still um, just kind of a cool build-around card. I don't know if it's going to see play in Auras. I was talking about maybe bringing back Bestow, so you can just bring creatures back you know, and put pretty much every creature is both an enchantment and um, you know a uh, an enchantment and an aura. I should say an enchantment creature and an aura. So, yeah, I think the issue is with this. This definitely won't see in play in Bogles because Bogles is about going wide, and I would mm-hmm. rather play like an enchantment that enchants my creatures rather than something that's going to give two of my creatures mm-hmm. plus two plus two at best. Um. So this would need to be like a go-wide aura strategy, and that has never existed, and I don't think it even beats that go-tall aura strategy, which barely see play now. And, like, well, the, I was going to... The issue is, like, say we have rolls now, too, though, right? Uh, rolls aren't that good. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not a big rolls guy. I, I don't think any of them are that relevant. Any of the cards have been that exciting. There's that one that, like, gives a hexproof or roll, a roll or something like that, like royalty roll or something like that, and gives it hexproof. Like, that card is, like, fine for like a roll card but all the other ones just suck so bad um all right next card expel the interlopers uh three and two white it's a sorcery and it says choose a number between zero and ten destroy all creatures with power greater than or equal to the chosen number i like this if only because it it, it, it's good design for decks that want to play creatures but can't deal with bigger creatures like i've played decks like like that i had a lot of one ones and two twos maybe some three threes in there but i just i couldn't beat decks that had like a bunch of four fours or five fives and stuff like that and this allows me to kind of get around that i can take out those big mid-range decks and and wipe all their stuff but still have you know my cards i don't know like i don't know like a anti karuga fires you know kind of board wipe type thing hey you listen here okay you don't need to do that i you don't need to you don't need to get something from me but i think my problem with this card is it'll just never be better than dusk dawn so uh, uh, yeah uh, i guess it's okay i guess it's only four mana as well yeah and it also has extra text which is more relevant 
Um, another one, three blind mice uh, make a mouse token. It's a two two and a white uh, saga enchantment. Uh, so uh, first one is create a, a white mouse token. Two and three is make a copy of a token you control. Um, and then four is creatures you control get plus one, plus one, plus one again. Vigilance until the end of turn. So this might be good in one of those go-wide strategies. I mean, geez, would it, would it be? I don't know. Is it too slow for Convoke? It's so slow for Convoke. Like, I, I like the idea of this card. I wish it was better. But, like, you have to think, right? Like, what's the best token we can create? A 5-5 five, five Worm control? Trample token. Yeah, or voice of resurgence. Yeah, token. or a yeah. voice of resurgence token, or a goblin shaman token. All of yeah. these, or like advent of the worm. I'll even give it advent of the worm. Mm-hmm. Like there is so much that just needs to go on for the three blind mice to have so much value, and I don't think it can ever get there at a reasonable pace. And it so, does say token though. It doesn't have to be a creature. It can be any kind of token. You could copy uh, a roll token. They stock still. Yeah, a real token, all that stuff. So I, I think it's interesting. We had a way to make a land token. Yeah, I, if if there was some better way of other than I think the best way we have in Pioneer to create like a token of something is croaking counterpart. And I think if we can, if there was a better one of those effects, then maybe. But we're not living in that world, so three blind mice sucks. I love the token it creates though. That art looks sick, but mm. it is a bad card. All right, last one I have, real quick. Virtue of Loyalty, uh, three and two white. It's an enchantment, um, and it has adventure uh, for one and a white. Instant speed. Create a two-two white knight creature token with vigilance, which I think is kind of neat. And then uh, its effect is like, like I said, if you pay the five uh, at the beginning of your end step, you put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control and untap those creatures. I'm looking more less at convoking more of a, a mid-range token strategy because you know they used to have like the original green-white version with like you know Nissa, Voice of Zendikar that just you know went super wide with tons of stuff, and you know n- maybe it's I don't know is it better than a Gideon? Would do you want to? Would you rather just have Gideon like emblem right away with this or or what? I can't really compare this to Gideon like. The the problem is is like token. this is yeah like but I, I, the reason I really like this is because the knight is instant speed so like mm-hmm. you're able to hold up something if you really so choose like a destroy evil a containment priest something relevant but mm-hmm. like where this card falls apart is like okay we have to figure out if the five mana version of this card is playable and I don't think it is because at the beginning of your end step getting a plus one plus one counter is just kind of like it just kind of like yeah. cast or not so it's like um the the new one the uh battle uh gobacon uh, right gobacon yeah but gobacon is a lot easier pets, yeah gobacon's yeah. a lot easier to flip and uh, i don't know like untapping the creatures is like i don't know it could be good but this mm. is five mana and any mono white deck that i want that like goes wide and wants to play thalia and mm-hmm. i can't play thalia with this double spell card so uh okay. i'm not into this one Okay. Maybe if we had a way to like cheat enchantments into play, or some kind of like knights card that cared about enchantments would be nice because we've got a couple good knight enchantments. But yeah, I don't. This I, I like a lot of the virtues, and this one I might like the least. Okay. You like All right, the well, that's right, ready to move on from white. Yeah, and, and you guys can get this because, like I said, I don't think blue exists. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's Ryan fair. does not talk about blue, but he still added some cards here. I think. I think I did because I figured you guys might want to talk about them. 
Uh, I oh, I forgot I was gonna put I think, this one card on my. I think top there's five, two, and I didn't. So I, I, here, I'll talk about one card, and then I'll let you you do your top five thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, which one are you talking I'm about? talking about Sleep Cursed Fairy. Uh, it's a okay. it's a one mana okay. three three with flying and ward two busted right. It has to have a drawback. Well, guess what? It does. Sell me on it. Sell it me on does. It. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, it, uh, it enters the battlefield tapped with three stun counters on it, so it's gonna try to untap itself, and then it can't. So uh, the best thing that we can do with this is uh, it, so it's a fly. So it comes. So it untaps on like turn four on the play, or sorry, turn four on whatever side, and like it's really good at like setting up these fairy matters cards. The Fairy's Matters card ended up sucking, which is really sad, but you can play this, like, mid-range, <laughs> tempo, lofty denial type strategy, which makes this card, like, a little bit more playable, but, like, I think... I hear people talking about this card. I hear people saying it's broken. I don't really see it. I just see it being, like, a worse, worse than Spirits... Sorry, worse than Rogues, which is already worse than Spirits. So... I don't know. This card is, like... It, it's really interesting. Has a lot of potential. Has a lot of words I like. Don't know if it'll get there. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I want this card to I'm be good. I'm willing to try it, but, but I don't see where it would go. I, I don't exactly. see it being good, but what do you want to talk about? Is there anything... Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll talk about one I like here is the Picklock Prankster. I think this card looks actually pretty good. It's a one in a blue instant to mill four cards and put an instant sorcery or fairy mm. among the mill cards into your hand. I like that. Um, that card on its own is like close to playable on me and then i think that you know on the other side it's got a one three flying vigilance as kind of a freebie but like how close is this for one and a blue to you know drawing two cards low it's kind of how i gotta look at it you know like one of your cards is going to be a one three flying vigilance for two mana which is not a great card but one of your other cards is going to be an instant or sorcery from your top four cards, and it's putting you know three other cards into your graveyard. That kind of seems playable to me, especially at instant speed. It kind of feels like a Forbidden Alchemy to me from, uh, was it Innistrad? So that was five, but still you get two plays out of it. Now I'll start up add this one to my top five. I think this card might be a sleeper hit. I don't know. Like My, my issue with it is like, you have to hit first off. This could just be a two mana one, like two mana, you spend two mana and do nothing to just like mill a couple cards. But hopefully you're filling your deck with like mm-hmm. instants, sorceries, and fairies. Well, so like we're, again, we're, we're talking about the fairies archetype and what it represents. And it represents something that's like blue, black, mid-range, disruptive type thing. Uh, less focused on like milling like rogues is. Like that's the payoff. Like the payoff is already just rooted in fairies. And this card just and fairies just isn't good. Fairies just is not. Uh, I'm not that high on fairies. I, I wish they were. Yeah, so I'm ignoring much the fairy part. It ha- well, you can't I though, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you can't. I feel like you have to like. Well, okay. Is there a phoenix build that would play this? That's kind of no. the question. I I think I think phoenix think any- I think phoenix decks are so ingrained into putting the cards into your hand and then filtering them to the bin rather than directly just mm. filtering them to the bin as a sort of like luck shot. Minus, like, I guess, like, like a piece of the puzzle does, like, really well. You grab more spells, put them in your hand, grab more resources to put into your hand, and then get rid of the phoenixes. And, like, the, the only incidental one is pieces of the puzzle, so. I, don't I mean, know. it is a rogue as well, so it could go into rogues, right? I still don't think it's great in rogues either, because, like, what's it, 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 it <laughs> in sorcery tra- there? Like, you want to be a creature deck for rogues, like. Okay. It's just. Yeah, if it said rogue, I might be more interested. Like if it was fairy rogue instant or sorcery. Yeah, if it, it yeah 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 if it said rogue I'd be so into this card but it doesn't so it's bad. Yeah, 
Okay. The card that I, I, I the other the other blue card that I like is um Ingenious Prodigy. Um so this one's X and a blue for a zero one human wizard with Skulk. Uh, and enters the battlefield with X one one counters and the beginning of your upkeep. If it, if it has one or more counters, you can remove it, or re- you may remove a counter to draw a card. If a card is going to resurrect the Hardened Scales archetype, I think it's this one. I say this every set release. Whoa. I know. The fact <laughs> that this one, the fact that this one just allows you to draw cards is like such a problem that the deck had because you would just like puke your hand onto the board. Uh, your opponent would scale past you and you would die or your board would get removed and you would die so this one actually being able to just say this one having a relevant counters effect while also saying draw cards is pretty good because like I'm, i think the thing that i like to think about with this card is like turn one hardened skills turn two this card and so now it's a two 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 three with skulk i don't know if it's going to be attacking probably not but it's you're going to draw two cards off of it in two turns which is pretty fine to be honest you know there's always that cynic ascendancy deck that i was brewing with way back okay as well i don't support that (laughs) but i do support hard scales i don't know you just added blue to our hardened scales deck it sounds like we're going Uh, it's just blue green going ham it's just blue green Uh, green. it's blue green decks red white we got we got a lot of green stuff um you know in the the other set a couple was it march of the machines maybe that had some Uh, green stuff that was like hardened scales playable so you know i think there was like a i know was it the worm or something or was that an artifact i can't remember but there's I think something. That was teething wormlet is what you're trying to yeah. no that was from that was from that was from a different side never mind yeah oh, actually I, yeah. all of those wormlets are good all right why don't we move on to another uh, couple blue cards here that i've got go for it you can talk with them Let's um sure i just want to shout out horn locked whale i think that it's a control card it's probably not quite good enough but i think it's close is it's a you know one in a blue to put attacking creature on the top or bottom you know its owner decides top or bottom of its library which is you know i was gonna say that's really good but thinking about what creatures i'd actually hit with it it might be a little bit weak um but it's still a decent effect and then it's a six mana six six flash ward two that enters tapped if it's not your turn um so kind of like a six six ward two haste almost kind of a weird card but uh it's a removal spell that gives you a free beater later in the game, so it lets you remove a card from your control deck. That's the kind of thing I could be interested in at some point. Hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm usually not the Debbie Downer during spoiler season. I'm usually the one that's pretty upbeat and enjoys all of this stuff. But man, all of this just sounds so stinky. <laughs> I just can't get behind uh, it. All right, how about? Okay, one of our, you know. Something that can always cheer me and you up is talking about the enchantments deck. Oh, yeah. Uh, what does Extraordinary Journey do? Extraordinary Journey? Well, that one says XX blue blue. When it enters the battlefield, XL up to X target creatures for as long as those cards. Sorry. Uh, for as long as those cards, its owner may play the play it for as long as it remains exiled. Whenever one or more non-token creatures enter the battlefield, if one or more of them entered from exile or was cast from exile, you draw a card. Why do I like this as enchanties? I'm confused. Uh, I mean, you can play it on two, and then when you blink something, it draws you a card. Or if your opponent plays a... I don't know. It's a flexible card that can, is kind of weird. I think that there's some power in there. And the I, fact that you can just play it for two is kind of cool. Can you play this against the Pia decks? So whenever they cast a creature from the exile, you get to draw a card as well? Yeah. Just an idea. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you're not going to metagame against that deck, no, but I no, think that it would nice, be really good in that matchup. Yeah, yeah it's a nice I, little benefit. See, I'm not that high on this card. Quick shout out Spell Stutter, or do you want to move on? Uh, no, there's a card that I do. I was going to transition to. Uh, I'm not high on that card. Sure. Because yeah. I think if there was a card that was like super playable in Enchanties outside in the set, there's two. One we'll talk about later. The other one is like Virtue okay. of Knowledge. I genuinely think this one might be one of the more playable ones. And this one's so it's it's uh, adventure is copy target trigger activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. And then the other side's Panharnomicon. This one in Enchanties, like, the lowest it can be is doubling up on a Fabled Passage activation. And I think that's, like, a pretty, like, good bar to pass. Because, like, you're just getting two land drops, which is sick. We love two land drops here. Um, mm -hmm. And then the backside just being an additional Elishnor. And this one, I would say, would be more playable in, like, the 50, or sorry, the 80 card variant. So, like, you're able to, like, play Moonbless Cleric to be able to tutor for this. And then you're able to, like, copy... You're able to play Fires and hold up the, the copy activation for, like, um, uh, cards like... Like, if you have a Karuga ETB on the stack, like, in your in your 80-card version, you can just, like, copy it, and now you get to draw twice as many cards. Um, like, like this just allows for, like, the deck to scale a lot more. And that's what I like. I like scaling. Okay. Yeah, that's really it. I don't got anything else about this card. Um, I mean, All right. Did you guys want to talk about the I other can cards? move on from nope. blue. Yeah, I was going to shout out Spell Stutter just as if there yeah. was a fairy I mean, deck. It's Mana Leak for um, fairies. Yeah. Basically, right? Yeah. We don't think the payoff is there, so we're going to move on. I mean, what about Quick Study? I thought you guys would talk about that one. No. Instant Speed Divination does not make it playable, sadly. No. Okay. No. All right, black then. Yeah, let's go to black. Should I go first? Sure. sure what you got? Uh, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna take the best one. The end. I know you guys probably want to talk about this as well. Two, and uh, two black instant speed, and it costs two less to cast if your life total is five or less. Um, and it's exile target creature or planeswalker. Search its controller's graveyard, hand, or library for any number of cards with the same name as the permanent and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. So this is basically taking like your infinite obliterations or uh, you know those those other type of effects um, you know that you used to play only in the sideboard against those combo combo decks, and basically turning it into removal. Um, I mean, maybe you still want those other you know infinite maybe not infinite obliteration. I forgot which one is is seeing play right Necromentia. now. Necromantia. Yeah, Necromancer. You maybe you still want that for combo cards, but um, this is really effective against a number of decks. I think uh, being able to exile, get rid of all of uh, an opponent's cards, for example, in, in mono green, or getting rid of. I'm trying to think. You know what else? All the uh, Teferi Hero of Dominarias. You know it. It, it allows you to have, um, like I said, nav removal, but also combo killers and stuff like that i like it i think it's great but i'd like to hear what you guys have to think well I, uh... you're gonna enjoy me because i also think it's pretty powerful i think but the thing i think about this card is i think it's gonna change how pioneer is played i don't know if it's gonna change the format but it's gonna change a lot of deck lists because mm. you'll, you'll have to start diversifying your threats a lot more because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like imagine I you're just on like four shieldred and then your one gets the ended and now what are you supposed to do mm-hmm <laughs> 
which is genuinely dead already, and that's just yep. insane. I mean, I would say control decks especially struggle if you get rid of like their Teferi. Uh, I, I, if anything, I think like control decks will play this. I think blue black control becomes a lot more oh, playable yeah. oh, because yeah. now you just deal with all their Cavalier of Thorns. Now you deal with all their old ghost trolls. Mm-hmm. Now you deal with mm-hmm. all their their cards, their shieldreds, their bone crusher giants. Like you just deal with everything of the one thing. And I think this like allows for control to finally like start breaking into the metagame more, which I know you'll hate, but it, it, that is what it'll do. You mean. But, yeah. Well, yeah, and then um, I do think Brackos maybe. And I I think Saltai and blue black are the most likely. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I still think this card is also good in, like, red-black. I think being able to answer, uh, being able to answer, what is it, uh, being able to answer opposing shieldreds in the mirror. And, like, red-black kind of struggled against red, or mono-green. So, like, now red-black midrange is kind of back into the format, which is very epic pog. Is it good against, like, Karn, you think? But I'm, I'm still waiting to kind of be sold on this. I don't. I don't think this is good. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy You're here, crazy. but like it's a four mana removal spell. We don't play four. We don't play three mana removal spells. And you guys are trying to sell me on a four mana removal spell that doesn't really do anything else. It's just a. This is like a worse utter end. I don't know. It is kind of a worse utter end, but I mean, it's kind of a better three utter at end. sorcery speed. You're paying one extra, and it's possible. I guess I don't. Maybe or Vraska's contempt was the better one. Was the one I'm thinking of. Like. Eh. I don't this know. Is this is going to exile one creature of Planeswalker for four mana. Like I'm, but but the thing is, it, it, you're, I, you're... I would love to see how Control could do with it. I want to see what Control would do with it. That that part's interesting to me. But like, um, you, know, it's not card advantage. Like if it hit other copies that were in play, maybe I'd be more into it or like something like that. But the relevant cards it's hitting are the ones that aren't. Like it, it's the ones that they can't have another one in play for, right? Like we're we're talking about like them being able to exile sure, all and, the planes. Yeah. Like it'll be like a shieldred. I think the only one that, like, might not, that, that, like, fits your argument is, like, Cavalier of Thorns, and that's it. How about Parhelion? You know, they crew it, you cast this, you get rid of the Parhelion. I mean, you can just get rid of the Grease Fangs. Getting rid of Grease Fangs does seem pretty cool with this. That that seems like, okay, I'm into this for an answer to Grease Fang. I I like that. Yeah, your matchup to Grease Fang just gets infinitely better, so. Yeah. Although, are you going to have it in play in time? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to be at five or less life pretty quickly. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. not against well yeah because they're gonna hit you for 14 and then you can cast this yeah and then, yeah, yeah, and then we're winning then we're winning dead. trust yeah. trust no 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 you're obviously not thinking big enough okay all right uh okay, you guys got next then your choice i got sure. it'll be great in death shadow yeah <laughs> uh the one i kind of wanted to talk about because it's the one that everyone's talking about in like eternal formats but like it could see some pioneer play as beseech the mirror uh this one's for yeah. one and triple black bargain so you sacrifice an artifact enchantment or a token uh, as you cast this spell. Uh, and then you get to search your library for a card, exile it face down, uh, shuffle. If you bargained it, you get, uh, you get to cast it if it costs four or less. Uh, but you get to put it in your hand if you don't cast it. So it's Demonic Tutor uh, for the most part. Uh, sometimes you get to cast it, which is pretty cool. Uh, for, at least you pretty hope for the majority of the time. Um, and you just get to, I don't know, kill your opponent, which is kind of dope. I love killing my opponent. I love putting a Shieldred into play. I love answering with, like, a Slaughter Gains. Like, this just allows for, like, a little bit more of, like, a wide variety of things for Red Black Sack. Like, now you can play a one of Shieldred. Now you can, if you really want, you can play that one of Ovsnixless Kingpin or whatever if you think that card's playable all of a sudden. Like, you just get, like, yeah. a wide amount of, like, you're, you can play a wide amount of sideboard cards now. Like, you can play, like, a one of Slaughter Games, a one of The End, a one of this. Because now you'll have a place that'll beseech the mirror to sacrifice your your blood token, your your food token, or whatever, to go get and cast and, well, win the game. 
Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> That's all yeah, I'm, I'm into this card, too. Like, I'm not positive if it'll find a home in Pioneer, at least. I think it'll definitely find a home in other formats. Uh, and it's kind of a cool card. Like, I'm into it. That's about all I can say. Um, do you want to pick the next one, Kevin, or should I uh, go again? Sure, yeah, uh, I'll grab one here. Mm-hmm. Is I've got a couple here that I think are borderline, but I'm going to grab the one that I think is good. Straight up is Virtue of Persistence. Um, this is one in the black. It's a, Oh, it's a sorcery? Maybe I forgot about that part. Okay, target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. You gain two life. That is the uh, adventure part of it. Uh, and that's mostly the part I care about, but it is, if you want to play it, an enchantment for seven mana that beginning of your upkeep you put any creature from any graveyard into the battle never gonna control. cast that unless you're like, but you don't have to you know yeah. like yeah. this is the removal spell is borderline a play like the mono black or like black x decks in the format get a couple of flex slots in their two mana removal spell and i think that if one of them is this it gives you a looming late game threat mono black of, i'm gonna play the seven drop that will never mm. lose the game Mono Black Devotion? I'm thinking of it differently. Like, the reason I think this card is, like, not uh, not super unplayable is because, like, you can play it with Karuga as, like, an early removal spell that's, like, pretty good because, like, you gain two life, you get to stabilize. Like, but the fact that it's sorcery speed just turns me off on this card so much. Like, it's just, it's so rough. So. Yeah. I'm not so. I, 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 I like this card. I really do. But it's just, ah, uh, the more and more I read it, the more and more I'm like, it's not playable. Okay. Okay. Um, can I talk about uh, Thoughtseize at Home? Sure, go for it. Uh, Ego Drain, uh, one mana sorcery, one black mana sorcery, I should say. Uh, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non land card from it, and that player discards a card. That sounds pretty nice. No, no. Drawback. And it says, if you don't control a fairy, you exile a card from your hand. Now, I'm guessing if you don't have any cards in hand, nothing gets exiled, right? It's just Yeah, value. it's free. Yeah, so better than Duress, maybe? Um, no. I, guess, uh, th- or, I mean, it's it, it is, it's a budget thought seize, I think, for some people. That- sure, sure. But you have to understand that if they're not exactly a fairy stack, they're two for one in themselves. So it's it can't it's not a budget thoughtsies. Like we've had this card exist before. There was a card in Throne of Drain that was very similar to this. Uh mm-hmm. however the clause was different. I believe it was if you didn't take a black card, you exile a card from your hand. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, and it was so unplayable. Oh okay. my god. So yeah, it, it, I, I would love to be so high on like this card. I was when I saw this card originally, I was really excited because I was like, "Cool! If we get Bitter Blossom, this is playable." Mm-hmm. We didn't. No, if we get Fel- no. Spell Stone Sprite, this card is playable. Nope, we didn't. So yeah, it's it's like we just said. It, if you're playing, uh, you know, if there was a fairies payoff, we'd be playing Thoughtseize and uh, Monoleek, well, but there's not, so we aren't. Would you guys would you guys mind if I finish off my my discard trifecta then? Go for it. Sure, what you got? So Ego Drain was one of them. Hopeless Nightmare. It's the one mana, uh, one black mana enchantment, and when it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card and loses two life. And then uh, when it's put into the gra- graveyard from the battlefield, you get to scry two, and it has uh, two in black sacrifice. Hopeless Nightmare. So I like that. Um, maybe I don't know in a waste not deck, perhaps I don't know. Uh, and then uh, no, that, that one, yeah, yeah. Go you want to say it. something? Go, Go ahead. Oh, I'm excited about this one. I think that this one has some potential. You know, people are thought, thinking about um, Doom Foretold again, and I think that that's kind of where this could fit. Yeah, in, you know? mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm also there with this card. I think Doom Foretold is, like, the best shell for it. Yeah. I also think any shell that, like, really heavily relies on flickering is, like, pretty good for yeah. this. Like, I used to play yeah. a lot of Esper Control, and, like, there wasn't, like, a good way to, like, make your opponent discard cards and, like, win the card advantage way that way. So you would play a lot of just more, like, Omen of the Seas and random Omen of the Sun and random token generators, like, random poo-poo enchantments. And this card is better than all those poo-poo enchantments combined, so... Yeah, I, th- I like that it's the two life and the discard on the play instead of some weaker effect, because usually you think in the past they would have had, like, oh, you could descry, and then when it goes to the graveyard, opponent loses two life or something like that. So I, I think that's definitely more powerful. Yeah, this card's, um, like, pretty pushed. My other uh, discard trifecta choice was Rankle's Prank, and at first, I'm like, eh, this doesn't seem that good. It's two and two and two black, and it's a sorcery. But you get to choose one or more. You can choose up to three effects here. Uh, the first effect is each player discards two cards. If you got nothing in your hands, that's great. You can make them discard two cards. Uh, the second effect, each player loses four life. Again, if you know you have more life than your opponent, no big deal here. And also, we have each player sacrifices two creatures. This kind of reminds me of the um with that four mana artifact or an artifact the enchantments uh you know the deal four damage i think and the one where it kills you i can't remember the name though oh god oh, demonic uh, pact yeah yeah demonic, demonic pact, pact? Kind of gives me those kind of vibes yeah yeah you know it's i think it's interesting i think this is kind of like my what's what i'm looking for uh underdog of the set i think it could see play I'm glad you're optimistic about it because I think the yeah. only way I can see this being played is if like Waste Not wants it, and I mm-hmm. don't think it does. So yeah, sad. yeah. I think the tough part here is I would want a deck that cares about all three modes, and the kind of deck that wants Barter and Blood, which is the third mode, um, doesn't really want the first two. Probably it would just mm. be Waste Not. It would just be Waste Not. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Okay, I, I, there's a couple more in black I like, so I want to go quick through right, them. Uh, Spiteful Hex Mage is one. It's a 3-2 for one mana. Ah, but when it enters, it creates a cursed roll token attached to a creature you control. Um, notably, it doesn't have to be himself. So if you're, you know, curving out with a bunch of one mana black creatures and you put this on a 2-1 a that can't block and that will come back later. Mm-hmm. Like, um, now you've got a 3-2. that it's, it's probably a little too weak. It is a human, which maybe matters. Um... If you, you you might need a way to use that enchantment to like sacrifice it to do something, but like just wanted to give it a shout out. I also wanted to shout out Gundrop Poisoner, um, which I think now that I'm rereading it is probably not good enough, but just because it has two toughness, but it's like a three two lifelink that can make a food token as an adventure at instant speed, um, which is like it's so close to almost being a mono black bone crusher giant if you like really squint here, but it's definitely hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, why don't you go uh, take one in red here? You want to go first, Ashia? Sure! Is there a red card? Actually, I don't want to talk about any of the red cards, so if someone really okay. wants to, they can. Kevin, how about you? Do you have one, or should I go? No, why, why don't you go ahead? I just I just did two okay. in black. So, I, I thought, you know, again, I'll give something that maybe both of you guys can talk about. Um, I like Hearth Elemental. You know, I'm, I probably wouldn't play this in any of the decks that I play, but I think there's some... Uh, decks that it could work in. It's five in a red for a four or five elemental. Uh, it has sorcery. Uh, sorry, it has adventure uh, at sorcery speed called Stoke Genius for one in a red. Discard your hand, draw two cards. Okay, that sounds good. I know of a couple decks like Phoenix that would love to discard their hand 
and draw cards to get more stuff in the graveyard. And then the other ability is this spell costs X less to cast, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard that are instant, uh, sorceries, and or have adventures. So, you know, maybe you're playing this just as another discard draw effect in, like again, like a phoenix, um, but at the same time, you, you're able to play a 4-5 for like one mana. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think this could see some play in a couple decks. And I think not only Phoenix, there might be a couple other decks that, you know, could use this as well. I think some other decks were playing the Serpent that was like a 6-6 six, six or something, or like a 5-6 that gets cheaper with every uh, instant and artifact you have. And, you know, maybe you want to play this with your... Um, What's the bird? The uh, Ledger Shredder as well? I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. Uh, no? No. No. I just sadly don't think it works. Too much mana? Yeah. Yeah. Payoff isn't good enough? The payoff is not there. There is, there is just nothing. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not high on this card. Okay. Well, let's move on. Um, so should I keep talking and you tell me if it's good or bad? Yeah, yeah, I like this. Yeah, keep going. Oh, did you want to say anything about the Hearth Elemental, Kevin? Or no, I don't think it's any. I don't care okay. about it. Um, Rotisserie Elemental. I thought I had, I was saying maybe this is better than uh, Bomat Courier just because it has uh, a way to kind of uh, has evasion. It's got menace. It's a one-one Elemental in red, and the Elemental typing is not yeah. horrible. I know the, the Elementals were always looking for new Elemental cards to play. Uh, but I think that's what... I guess it's Temera. You might be able to play this. Uh, anyways, whenever it deals damage to a player, put a Skewer Counter on it, and then you can sacrifice it. If you do, exile the top X cards of your library. X is the number of Skewer Counters on Artistry Elemental, and you can play those cards this turn. I mean, there's a lot of fast red decks that might want to play this. Nope. No. It, like the reason Bowmack Carrier is like really good in its role is because it's also an artifact, and mm -hmm. you, you being able to like synergize with artifacts like that is just what you want. And sadly, this is not that. So we got to look at the elemental payoffs. Does it reach any of the elemental payoffs? Nope, it doesn't. You want things to be good with Risen Reef, and like sure, this is a one mana Risen Reef trigger, but I think I would much rather play the green one. That's like a one two gain three life. Mm -hmm. And that's that is that is where I'm at with this card. It is just strictly worse Bowmat Courier. So you wouldn't want to play this. I am a famous hater yeah. of Bowmat Courier, so you know that I'm not gonna be a fan of this. That said, people played Bowmat Courier in the um oh what's the name of that card where we attack with a creature with one mana value, it deals like two damage to them or one damage Calicade? to the opponent. No. Raid Bombardment? Not, with one power. Oh, the one where you um, attack with a creature with one. Yeah, power. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Calicade, so, no, no, uh, Calicade. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. It, calamity of calamity of something. I don't know. Something calamity. Yeah, uh, that deck would play Torbran and would play Bomat Courier, mm -hmm. and I was always like, oh my god, because <laughs> you know Bomat Courier is not red. This is red. That's maybe the one place I could see play. I don't think that's a deck right now. Let's move on. Okay. Um, uh, have we talked about Godric? Because I think he's yeah, handsome about and it? not good but i i like him anyways he's just a it's a three three haste for three but if two or more non-land permanents have entered the battlefield this turn it's instead a four four flyer with haste and fire breathing um i mean if you play anything that puts a token into play like uh what was what's the um 
I feel like there's a good red card in the Pioneer that puts a token into play when it enters. It does one damage, right? A little something called... Oh, I was going to say Fibble the Mirror Breaker. Oh, yeah, Um, that is what... That's that's, that's pretty good. But that's three mana. I mean, I'd want to play this with like a bunch of uh, one ones and maybe like... uh, Yeah, so... Well, the best curve out would definitely be um, Mm. uh, Kakazan. What is it called? Komano faces Kakazan. Yeah. Because, you know, if you play that on turn one, turn two, you play a two drop or another one drop and it's bigger. And then it flips on turn three, it exiles and comes back. So then playing Godric, that would be your second card for the turn. And then you could, the turn after that, you could play your Fable or you could play your, you know, Chariot. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you're kind of playing, that's going to make I mean, two permanents. Combos with- or just, you know, attack with the treasure token from uh, from Fable. That also works. Combos with Draven Inspector, too. You play red-white humans. Just an idea. Um, I, I think this card's borderline, you know, I think that the aggressive creatures around three drop mm-hmm. for red were a little bit minimal, other than Bone Crusher. Ooh, I just thought, you know, how about Bard Class? Yeah, I was going to be like, okay, cool, we got a red legend. Bard Class joke, move on. Yes. Because <laughs> he played a bunch uh, of stuff at the same time, so. Four, four, yeah, I think five, that, five, uh, flyer, you know. Basically. When I'm thinking Bard Class, I think about what the discounted cost is going to be, and one red for this ability is probably not enough for the deck. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you feel about Monstrous Rage? Not well. Is that a reprint? No. It's no. Not. It's got it's got the new roll no, mechanic. You know, it's a permanent plus one, plus one, a permanent trample, and another plus two, plus zero for one mana. Like, this is one of the stronger one mana buffs we have. I know the two mana buff ones are pretty good, and the repeatable ones are really good, but... This has got to be close, right? So it's plus three, plus zero. Is there any drawback? It's plus three, plus one, and and trample, and you keep the plus one, plus one, and trample forever. Yeah, like if 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 heroic was playable, I would be more high uh, on this uh. card. But heroic is nowhere near playable. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm okay. off this card. It's good for heroic, but heroic, yeah, like you said, not playable. Um, a lot of turns on your dreadhorde alchemist. You know, I like virtue okay. of courage a lot. So okay. it's it's three and a three two red enchantment just like all the other ones, um, instant speed adventure cost which is deals two damage to any target. Okay, so it's like a bone crusher giant, and then whenever a source you control deals non combat damage to an opponent, you may exile that many cards from your library and you may play those cards this turn. So kind of like if you're playing a burn deck, I would say, or even if it's like you know. I had a ping deck before, you know, that would just uh, play like the thir- turbo. Was it Turbo Alchemist? Thermo Alchemist? Thermo Alchemist. Like yeah, those types of banger. decks. Like you, you just keep on getting cards, you know, whenever mm-hmm. you damage your opponent with that type of stuff. Yeah. So, Virtue of Courage, I saw on Twitter, there's some guy that is constantly posting deck lists for Wild Devil Drain. I think he's up to like five or six right now. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's, yeah, he's like going. tagging everyone. And the first one I saw of his deck lists that immediately made me never want to look at another one of his deck lists ever again, respectfully, was the mm. impa- it was Impact Tremors plus Virtue of Courage nice. plus something else to kill your opponent. So, like, you would theoretically just put, like, oh, sorry, it was a bunch of zero drops. That's what it was. A bunch of uh, zero ha, drops. Ha, 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 ha. And so you would just theoretically have, like, an Impact Tremors in play, have the enchantment in play. Put a zero drop into play, ping your opponent, hopefully get another zero drop, and hopefully kill your opponent that way. Wow. But holy <laughs> Jesus, does that seem like okay, that seems way Janky. worse than adventure combo. Yeah. Possibility strong yeah. combo. You're not talking about Yeoman 5, are you? No, not Yeoman. Not Yeoman. Shout out 
No, oh, Yeoman's okay. cool. Okay. I love I Yeoman. Say, he always does. No, 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 no. I love Yeoman. It's 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 a random guy that I've seen this time around that I'm huh. not used to seeing. And he's taking like all of the gotcha. big pioneer podcasts. I don't know if anyone can like f- directly find this guy because he's forever lost to the Twitter space until I see one of his rancid decklists again. Huh. But hmm. until then, like 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 seeing that deck just made me so off this card ever, and I never want to think about it again. So respectfully, this is the last time I will mention this card. Cause you to dry okay. heave. It, uh, can we go on? Gross. Move yeah. on from red. We yeah. got uh, a lot more to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long episode. Um, who goes first this time? I think I went first with red. So I'll go first. I didn't talk about a red card. Mm. There's actually like a card here. Sure. There's a couple cards I want to talk about here. And Green, yeah. the yeah. other Enchanties card that I want to mention is up the beanstalk. So this card's hey. really playable in modern, but this card I think is also pretty playable in pioneer. So this one is for one and a green. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card, and then whenever you cast a spell that costs five or greater, draw a card. Yorion fires. All right. Yeah. Like yeah. you, this is just such an upgrade to Omen of the Sea because now you you're more base green, which is already somewhere that you really wanted to be with like with enchantment. So like it it, it is equal to Omen of the Sea there because you already just want to be in blue and red green like pretty equally. But now you get to like up your Nylia's presence more. So like you already want to be in green more. And like this card being able to be like okay, so you, I play the Yorion, draw a card off the off the cast trigger, boom flicker it draw another card and like it just scales from there which is just insane like this card i think is like something that could resurrect 80 card enchanties making it better mm. than karuga enchanties and i like oh, oh my god like i am very excited also this card with like leyline binding is very cool um obviously it gets better with like um uh, like, like you can play, have an LH Norton play and like cast this, draw two. Like, it still like synergizes with the deck. Whoa, well. it's I thought this was only creatures. That's that's cool. Yeah, it's okay. anything that costs five or more. Mm-hmm. So, like, technically, wow. if you right, technically nice. if you have this in play and you bring the light for Valky, you draw two, and it already yeah. drew a card for itself. Like, this card is really good. Yeah, yeah. It was close to my list of top five when I didn't realize that it included a non-creature for some reason. Yeah, so mm. put it at one. I think this card and the Ooh, end cool. are like two of the most impressive cards from the set. Everything else I think is like pretty poo-poo. Huh. Uh, all right. Kevin, anything not poo-poo and green? How do you, you feel about, about? A, cre- a card that puts nine green devotion into play? <laughs> all right, I'll listen. Yeah, I don't care either. <laughs> no, I don't really care either. You know, Gruff Cripplet, Triplets, it's a 3-3 trample that when it enters makes two copies of itself and whenever one of them dies they put it, plus and plus encounters equal to their power on mm. each other one uh you know it's not actually good i don't think but i, I was just want to shout hey. out i've got actual green cards i like here i don't know why i picked this one yeah i, mean, I, I think it. i actually picked that one i put it on there i didn't think you were going to talk about it that's a timmy card and I'm like, yeah that card's a timmy card <laughs> yeah you got yeah. baited by the timmy card <laughs> yeah no it could oh, be fun I though i mean they put put some uh things that nine double devotion your, though <laughs> things nine. that double your um Things that double your uh, tokens as well. You when know, like when the, card the gets banned and mono green needs something, God, this card has a chance. Everything will be beautiful. Has a chance. Yes. Because I would love to wish for this card with Vivian. That would be so much fun. Oh. Yeah. That's about it. Um, do you want to go for? Do you want to go again, Kevin? Because that, that that. Sure, I'll go again. I'm gonna go with blossoming turtle because I'm gonna be building a bunch of bad decks around. Yes. Yep. Definitely a build around. It's fun. You gonna read it? 
Uh, no, I think that that's... You, you guys will read all of my terrible deck lists, and that's where you can hear more about Blossoming Tor- Tortoise. So, Let's I mean, move I, on to other uh, stuff. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this card. Uh, you're not talking... You're not doing it okay, justice. Yeah. I need to do it justice. So, uh, ETBs, mill three... Or, sorry, ETB or attacks, mill three, return a land, tapped. Activated abilities cost one nice. less. Uh, other random text of land creatures you control get plus one, plus one, four nice. mana, three, three. The thing that really does well yeah. with this that card that I really like is it, it, it makes Field of Ruin, like, so much better in Pioneer. And I want to feel the ruin people into oblivion. That is my favorite mm. thing to do. I'm doing that Maybe in modern right mana? now with coffers for just one mana. Mm. That's all. And you can just play eight, eight feel the ruin, four, four blossoming tortoise. You are living the pioneer dream. Maybe you can splash some black mana in there, get the Gitrog monster going on. Now I'm talking about commander decks, but I'm really excited about this card. I'm going to build a lot of bad decks alongside uh, Kevin for this one, but... And we, Glad to hear we that. Get a, we get a lot of uh, man, man lands, too, so, you know, that, that's yeah. kind of interesting. It's going to be definitely a jank, but, I mean, definitely, it could be a fun card to play with. Yeah, the man lands aren't what makes me excited about this card. It's, a, it's, the, um, it's the other cards around it. So, I got... Three cards I kind of want to talk about, and then the Go rest you guys can handle. I got one card. I got one more. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I'm just gonna talk about Feral Encounter real quick. I know it. No. no. Sorcery for two green. Look at the top five cards of your library. You can exile a creature card from among them. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in order, and you can cast the exile card this turn. The beginning of the next combat phase. Uh, target creature you control deals damage equal to its power up to one target creature you control. So I kind of see, you know, Coco decks are gonna play Coco. Um, but I know a lot of those decks don't really play uh, any kind of removal whatsoever unless it's based on a creature like white maybe has some exile effects. But there's some colors that just don't have that effect at all. And I this is still kind of like a, a Cocoa effect, but at the same time, it gives you that removal, you know, in a clutch situation. I don't think it's going to be great, but I think it could be Coco's five and six or seven, you know, in, right. in those types of decks. All right, Kevin, I got this one. Don't worry. So when I originally read this card, because you put it on here, I never read it before. I was reading it, and I didn't even realize that it said you can ca- you may cast the exiled card this turn. Yeah. I thought it was forever. Mm-hmm. And so I thought the card was still bad at that. And now that I read that it's this turn, the card is infinitely worse. Oh, my God. It is okay. like, like, okay, so let like, you on. can't cast this on. Th- okay, go for it. You mean move on? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean it, I know. It, it, I, I'm just yes. saying it's, it's it's a fight spell that has cocoa on it, kind of. I love fighting. Anyways, um, next card I want to talk about: Thunderous Debut. Whenever I see something that costs a lot of mana, I'm thinking EDH. But then I think of cards like Aetherworks Marvel and stuff like that. And you know what this does? It says uh, Bardigan. Uh, six, so it's six and two, two green sorcery Bardigan. So you can sacrifice something. Uh, when you cast it, look at the top 20 cards of your library, and you can reveal up to two creature cards from among them. And if this spell was bargain, you put the revealed cards onto the battlefield. Otherwise, put the revealed cards into your hand and then shuffle. Something like Aetherworks, I mean, I know you won't be able to even cast it. Uh, you won't be able to tap uh, Aetherworks if uh, Karn's in play, but like it's already all about sacrificing stuff to create more... Um, how can I say to create more uh, energy and stuff to, to be able to use the uh, spin of the dice, but this digs so much deeper. So let's say you hit, you know, what is it? Seven, I think on Aetherworks you get to look at and, Oh, you miss your Ulamog. Okay. Well then, you know, let's look at the next 20. Oh, I got an Ulamog and something else. 
And you know, uh, as I cast uh, this off there, you know, you don't I'll get the cast triggers. Yeah, you don't get but, the cast triggers. No, it's but I mean, you, but it's you get to cast it, right? No. Well, it's, doesn't Aetherworks ca- Marvel cast it? Yeah, Aetherworks Marvel cast, cast but Thunderous debut doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you can still do that, but like if you're just putting into play, and I, I hate no, to say no, this, I'm but saying I, you cast Thunderous debut off of Aetherworks, and then you sacrifice it as part of that cast trigger, right? Yep. And then you can yes. look at the top 20 and put them both into play. Okay, so I have a Ulamog in play, and we'll go with Emrakul's the other biggest thing. Yeah. That that still gets Leyline Binding. That still gets Chain to the Rocks. That still gets some... There, There is just... It is... You would need to change the Aetherworks Marvel deck to be, like, a worm deck I mean, to, like, be able to kill on the same turn. Aetherworks... You're putting a do-nothing eight-mana card in a deck that's well, I'm not just good saying, enough right now. People like these cards. Yeah. People will try to okay. take advantage of this card, and I think... This is unheard of territory. Twenty cards, put them in. Twenty a play. cards is a lot. It's insane. Twenty cards is a lot. Yeah, that's like there's a five mana version of, your of this card though. We could play this for five mana though, and it's called um, uh, expressive. No, what's it called? Uh, the one in Mono Green Devotion. I'm tired. No, the the red 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 X. An Iron Crank feet. Wait, oh. it's a whole deck archetype. No, I don't know. No, what are we talking about? No, I think no, you're thinking of the one that searches. Uh, oh, creativity the festival. Creativity. There we oh, go. There we go. Creativity. Okay, yes, yeah. this is creativity for five more mana or whatever. Yeah, it's and clean. you have to sacrifice the thing. It's a lot worse. It's so much worse. Anyways, I think someone's gonna use it. I know. Um, you guys want to get the next one then? No, I'll take the next one. Go. I'll take some pressure yes. off. Elvish Please, Archivist. One in a green, zero one. Whenever one or more artifacts enter the battlefield under your control, put two one one counters on it. Triggers only once per turn. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Triggers once per turn. So I'm kind of excited about this card because of like red green. I think red green really wants this card because it's a two drop, and it's like I'm talking red green aggro. By the way, like this card gets cast mm-hmm. off BTE. Uh, you would probably play this alongside Kumano, and so like I think the highest upside of this card is going turn one Kumano. Turn two, Elvish Archivist. Turn three, you play... Uh, the Kumanu flips, you draw a card. Because it's entered the battlefield. You don't have to cast it. Um, yeah. And then you then you just go uh, either, like, Fable or, like, uh, Reckless Stormseeker. And then, like, Chariot mm-hmm. makes it so this gets plus two with plus two. Uh, Fable makes it draw a card. Creating a treasure token off of the Goblin makes it bigger. Like, there's just a lot of incidental ways to get a lot of value off this card in red-green mm. that makes it me a little bit more excited about it. I don't think it's insane, but I think it's a good slot for that deck. Okay, and that deck kind of was bad to drop that deck. Yeah, like, this one still has the problem where it dies to stomp, but I think the aggro deck yeah. was already going to die to stomp anyway. So, eh. And, like, this one is at least, like, a card that's, like, pretty castable off of, like, a BTE. So, like, if you don't have the whack, you're at least following up with something that says draw a card. And I think, at worst, if you're drawing a card off this, or maybe attacking for two, uh, or pumping it once or twice, like, it's it's, it's it can scale, and it's pretty good. I don't know. I, I, I think this card okay. is not a dud, is all I'm trying to say. Okay. I think, like, this card can see play. Yeah. I like that seems it. fair. Um, I want to talk about Bramble Familiar. Yeah. I think it's a good card, uh, you know, for something like Omnath to Light, mm-hmm. where you could maybe cast the seven mana side of it or just you know get to that mana and mills you know so this is a two mana mana dork that's a two two which is fine you can and then the adventure side is seven for mill seven cards put a creature enchantment or land from among them onto the battlefield and you can also pay one to green tap and discard a card to return it from play to it could your you hand play that in a as well 
Uh, yeah, you know, you could hit an Atraxa with this. Yeah, that seems fine. I think that this is a card that might see play. I, yeah, I, I like it. I like That's it. all I want to say. I think it's a very. We spent too much time on Thunderous card. debut. Yeah, uh, we need to go make up some time on some of these other cards. Oh yeah, don't worry. I ain't got a lot of talking left to do. I mean, we're almost done. Yeah. Mm, you say that, but most of the good cards are in multicolor. Okay. <laughs> I well, doubt I that. Could, let me talk about all of my um, uh, bard class cards, and then you guys can talk about all the other ones in multicolor. Right. You want to move on to multicolor? Central of Lost Lore was the last shout-out, but then we can move on to multicolor. Yeah, let's go on to multicolor. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, I'm going to talk about bard class, uh, some cards that I think could fit in there. Agatha of the Vile Cauldron is red and green, so hey, free with bard class. It's 1-1. One, one. Legendary creature, yeah. human warlock. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost X less, X less to activate, where X is the uh, Agatha of Vile Cauldron's power. This effect can't reduce the mana in that cost to less than one mana. Um, and then uh, for a green and a red, other creatures you control get plus one, plus one, again, trample and haste until the end of the turn. So that's also... Right, so she's unplayable in Bard class. What else are you looking for? How is she Otherwise, unplayable? I want to skip her. We have better, you know, at this point, you're only looking at her as a red-green card, so it costs her free. But we have like three-two with haste for that cost, or we, what? You know, whatever we we have better cards I mean, that like, are that mana cost at this point. That there is no reason we would ever play her over the so uh, um, the four-four guy from New Forex or the Forexia all the one um, Miglaws. Yeah, Miglaws. It's like everything is like one mana to play all those effects. I think, which is really neat. And there's okay, fine, whatever. All right, the other one, Ruby Daring uh, I Tracker. I just don't think we. Um, Ruby Daring Tracker is a one-two for one, a green and a red. She's a legendary creature, human scout. She has haste, and she is a mana creature that adds red or green to your mana pool. And whenever uh, Ruby Daring Tracker attacks while you control a creature with power four or greater, she gets two plus two plus two at the end of the turn. So um, you're going to be able to use this. The turn it comes into play to cast something else if you want. You're going to be able to probably attack as a three. Actually, if you have Bard class in play, this is going to be like a four five when it comes into play. Um, you're going to be able to cast, or not cast, I would say level up your Bard class to level five quicker because of her. Um, you know, playing that on what turn three or something. I mean, sure, yeah, you could play, uh, what's his name, um, Xenagos, but that depends on if you have the creatures in play. This is just going to let you curve really nicely into. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it'll be turn four. You could just go off with with that if you have four of her in play. So, what's not to like about Ruby? How about that? Oh, I think she's unironically fantastic. Like maybe even outside of Bard class. I think it's a Bard class card. That's fine. Okay. So, a couple other guys that you guys want to talk about then, and I have one or two more. But you guys, can I, hit I think a few. there's three cards I want to talk about for multicolor, okay. and I'll go th okay. through them real quick because one of them is like a little bit on the suspect side. That one's Balloon Grand Squall. Uh, it's the it's mm. the adventure commander, quote unquote. Mm. Uh, but like this one, yeah. this one has Savage Knuckleblade stats and mana cost. It has Trample and it says permanent <laughs> spells you have that uh, that have an adventure cap cost cap or uh, one less to cast. So this, and then the backside is like, put a bunch of adventure cards in your hand. Um, Nux didn't even have trample without pumping it, did it? I don't know. I don't think it did. I think it. I think it. You needed to be, be able to. Uh, you need to pay mana to give it trample. But the, the reason I really like this card is because at worst you're playing a four mana three th a three mana four four that draws a card when you get like the when you have the the one one in play or whatever. Like mm -hmm. if there is an adventurous archetype, this card is the backbone of it. 
Because this card like, being able to refill your hand and copying the bat of the Seek Thrills version with a lucky clover seems yeah, yeah. so nuts. Oh my god. But like, the adventures need to be playable. And that means we're playing the old adventures. Yeah. Not a lot of these adventures are playable, mm -hmm. to be honest. So, I was going to say uh, Possibility Storm. Oh, Possibility Storm sucks. No? Please, please, yeah, okay. please. I just got <laughs> okay. over the other five-man enchantment impact in okay. this deck. Um, <laughs> right. uh, go for it. I, you know, one thing I wanted to shout out with this card is how like frustrating it was that imagine being an EDH player instead of a Pioneer player. Like, you spend one day on Twitter and you're like, hey, how come I don't have an adventure commander? And just like, bam, they turn around and give yeah, me one. Yeah. Whereas we're like, hey, where's our answer to Karn? And three years later, we got nothing. So, like, it's, it was really much just like, how come this half they stop. don't listen to us? Yeah. What do you mean? They listen to EDH players so actively. How come they don't listen the to us? The end is uh, near. See, now, on the other hand, I want to play this card not as an adventures card, but as a giant stifle deck because I love me some giants. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just me being weirdo. So that's fair. Um, let me just see. I'll, I'll quickly run over my other one. Uh, Elusive Otter. I'm sure, pretty high yeah. on. Uh, so it's a one mana one one prowess. Uh, creatures with power less than it cannot block it, and then it's X and a blue. Sorry, X and a green for its adventure cost to distribute X one one counters amongst target any number of creatures mm. you control. That's so neat. like if we're oh this is the teamer plus one plus encounter deck you're talking about not teamer I I don't I don't know why this I, I red or would not be included green, yeah. in this but yeah so blue green like this this oh it goes alongside the counters card uh that that was mentioned earlier the one that lets like draw cards and also this card can like scale pretty well and also just being like uh something that like it, like if you just put more plus one plus one counters on this card like it scales really well being unblockable as it gets bigger is just really relevant for it um. Yeah, that's really all I gotta say. Is like it looks really good in scale because it both is a creature and can pump your team. You can choose how many creatures that you choose to pump, and then also get a creature off of it. Like that seems pretty good. Okay. Yeah, seems great to me. You know, a little bit risky with uh, removal, but I think that's a good card. Removal, removal. Um, um, Kevin, you got one? Yeah. Sure. I want to go with one that I think is. I'm. I'm still trying to figure out if it's any good. Is decadent dragon? Is this a good card? This seems neat. I like it. It's a four mana flample that whenever it attacks makes a treasure token. Like that yeah. should be that's definitely not good enough on its own, but also has an adventure which is you know a, we were just talking about a three mana divination. This is like a three mana draw three almost. It's you know you exit the top two of your opponent's library, you can play them at any time. But you don't get to cast in any color using your mana. So yeah, oh, basically okay, so you need to, it's you know, a gaunty effect treasure. basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you figured that one out because I was about to point that out and tell you this card's unplayable. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, but you're playing red black against red black every day anyway. <laughs> I know I, I can't neat. cast their Karn. What am I gonna do? I like it. I like it. Um, I have another spicy card. Can I talk about it? Or Go next? for it. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, Kellen the Fableited two in red for two two. Uh, it's a legendary creature, human fairy with double strike, and other creatures you control get plus one plus zero for each aura and equipment attached to Kellen the Fableited and. It has a adventure, Birthright Boon, one in a white sorcery. Search your library for an aura or equipment card, reveal it, and then put it into your hand and shuffle. So I know that a lot of the um, uh, equipment decks are playing the, uh, what is it called? The uh, Open the Armory, which is the sorcery for three mana that lets you look for something and put it into your hand. This basically lets you do that as well, but it also gives you a 2-2 double strike creature that gives you know a boost to all of your other creatures, which I think is really cool. I think this definitely has 
building potential. I don't know if it's going to break any decks open, but I definitely think, you know, it's a good card. Yeah, we have three of that effect now. We've got the Open the Armory, we've got Fighter Class, and mm-hmm. we have this. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them have slight upside, this one being a, you know, mostly unplayable three drop is the backside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the front side might be good enough to, like, like that might see, this will probably see non-zero play if there's any, an equipment deck. Yeah. Just because of the adventure, which is weird as a mythic. Yeah, I'm not hot on this card. Okay. That's really it. <laughs> okay. Next card um, for you guys. So you guys have been dancing around it, but should we talk about Mosswood Dread Knight? Sure, go yeah. for it. Well, I thought I was going to be the one to make the hot take of not being high on this card, because I think that a lot of lot of people are high on this. It's a two-mana human knight. It's a 3-2 trample, and when it dies, you can cast it at, from the graveyard as the adventure type until your next turn. And the adventure is one in a black. You draw a card and lose a life. I think uh... so. Yeah, what do you guys think of this? Because I think that people were like, oh my god, this is a huge mid-range card, this card's great, you know, it comes back endlessly, keeps giving you value, and I think it's slow, and I don't think it has a home, and for those reasons, I'm not sold on it. So I thought I was going to be the hot take of saying it's not amazing. I also don't think it's, like, format-breaking, as I've seen on Twitter, but I still think it's, like, pretty good. Like, the ability to just, like, uh, play this on two, uh, go to your next turn attack with it let's just say best case scenario you trade with a creature uh and that you just you you wait till your next turn and then on turn four you can draw a card lose a life play the three two and then just keep refilling and keep repeating like it seems just fine i don't yeah, it's think it's valued. insane I, um, it's fine yeah i mean it, it's it's a good engine for for green green black decks like you said, it doesn't slot into anything yet, but I think we're reaching critical mass for a black green deck. Maybe we won't get there this set, but I think we're getting much closer with this. Um, I, I definitely think it could show up in a, a couple other, I don't know, three color decks, uh, abs and humans maybe, or something like that. Uh, not quite sure, but you know, well, yeah, one thing I was going to say is I was like, okay, a red, black or a green, black, sorry, a green black bone crusher giant wouldn't be enough to make green black mid-range a better deck than red black mid-range and i don't think this is as good as bone crusher giant mm. like i also think this lines up a little bit poorly against bone crusher giant like if you if you know opponents on the play as red black you play this on turn 2 they stomp it they play a bone crusher giant you're going to take turn 3 off to lose a card and draw mm-hmm. like to lose one life draw a card they swing in with bone crusher they play a four drop you're just like so far behind at that point i i feel like it's a very negative tempo to try and reanimate it like it's not at your convenience okay um okay yeah, yeah. We, we can move on you got another one uh Ashia? nope that was the other one i want to talk about none of the rest right, of these then, i think are i got playable. i got a, one or two that i want to talk about then um imodane's recruiter is two and a red for two two human knight um and when he enters good. the battlefield the creatures you control get plus one plus zero and gain haste till the end of turn and it also has a sorcery uh, adventure, which you probably won't cast that often, called Train Troops, four and a white to create two white knight tokens with vigilance. I like this in the uh, Bushwhacker decks that I convoke as, instead of Regal Leosaur, just because, you know, uh, you still get that plus one. You get the haste, which is basically like this is Bushwhacker's six, or sorry, five and six, maybe seven, depending on, you know, your build. And then also that late game, being able to cast it for five mana off your top deck to get two creatures. And then the next turn, 
play with the haste to give them all plus one plus zero. I think that is 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 a, a nice card in and of itself. Um, I don't know how how much you guys hate on convoke decks, but yeah, maybe I shouldn't have written this off entirely. I think if this were a two three, it'd be a good card. Mm-hmm. And I just hate the fact that it's two toughness because that's just such a weak place to be in the format. Yeah, you still get the plus one plus zero in haste to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not on this card. I think this card is just bad. Uh, like, you're never really casting the adventure side. And, like, the other side is just kind of, like, medium bushwhacker. Yeah. So. All right. Eh. I got... Uh, there you were a bunch of other yeah. adventure cards that I think are close, but I don't think any yeah. of them are you just want to give really them a shout worth out real spending quick, the then? time on. Yeah, I was going to shout out like Woodland Acolyte, Questing Druid, Heartflame Duelist, and Twinning Twins. I think are all borderline, you know, maybe Pollen Shield Hair too. I think are, those are all, if I'm looking for a spot, yeah. I might find a home yeah, for them. Yeah, I like they're those. They're not high on my list. Um, you guys didn't want to talk about uh, Iriet, the Charmed Apple, the prison deck? No, no, she's a cool commander, I think. Okay. I don't know if it um, is. Anything else that we have here? Uh, colorless? Do you want to go colorless? Yeah, I guess we lands? can. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll post this list to, to everybody that's listening. We'll post these lists of uh, um, the stuff we didn't mention or we just like mentioned uh, slight, you know, just uh, in passing. We'll, we'll post all that stuff uh, on, uh, how can I say, the uh, the link when we release this so you can see it all there. Anyways, go ahead. Yes, colorless. I got one colorless I want to talk about. All right, what you got? Can I go first? Is that okay? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, please. Sir Ginger, the Mealender. It's a 3-1 for 2 uh, legendary artifact creature, Food Knight. Um, Sir Ginger, Ginger, the Mealender, has Trample, Hexproof, and Haste, as long as an opponent controls a Planeswalker. Um, and then whenever another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a 1-1 counter on Sir Ginger and scry 1. And then you can also tap it. Uh, and pay two mana and sacrifice to gain life equal to its power. So this is giving me kind of, how can I say, um, what's it called? That modern, modern affinity card, uh, Ravager R- vibes. Ravager. Arc- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, no. but I mean, here's the thing: is that you have to sacrifice, um, you know, artifacts in order to put that on there. But it doesn't, you know, keep it to just doing this for one, and. If you're playing anything with a lot of treasure tokens or, you know, a meal tokens may be a little bit sleep, but, or sorry, a little bit slow, but, um, I really, you guys are going to hate me for th- saying this, but dwarves, um, I would play this <laughs> as one of the targets to search for and then bring it down, sacrifice, or just play it and sacrifice my five to go grab something. And then it gets plus five, plus five counters on it. And I get to put something else into play. Hell Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to play this, or I'm going to try to play this. You know, and heck, you could even play this in like, um, blue, sorry, blue red, uh, blue red, uh, in soul, uh, with a shrapnel blast. Man, this could be tons of fun. Or you could even play this in, uh, maybe you wouldn't want to play this in sacrifice, but man, I think there's a lot of possibilities for Sir Ginger. I don't. I don't know. No. I'm buying them. I'm buying I'll four. peek at it. There's a couple things I'm interested in here. Like I do think that it grows and can get trample. Um, so I, I actually am more interested in something like sacrifice, where I can be you know sacking a food each turn to bring back my cat and growing this yeah, every time yeah. and scrying for slow, my though. you know set up my bullet citadel or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not great. I think this card has um, some of my favorite art of the set, and that's yeah. about all I can really say for it. Okay. 
Yeah. All right, any... uh, I think Agatha's Soul Cauldron gets a shout out for the fact that it's a combo piece that doesn't have a combo in Pioneer yet, mm. but could one day. Yeah. yeah exactly someone mentioned Bard class for that. And uh, I was like, eh. Uh, and I want to shout out Iron Crag. <laughs> um, I don't know if this has a home, but this is our first two mana rock mm. in the format. I've been asking for one for a while, so kind of happy about that. Sure. I'm so glad for you, Bestie, but I don't think it's that great. Mm. Yeah, I'll. I'm gonna put it in a deck once Karn gets banned. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> I can put it in my colorless deck. There we go. Um, yeah. You, wanna, you guys want to move on to lands then? Last part. Uh, I have one I want to oh, talk sure. about really quick. Yeah. Is Ariety's yeah. uh, attempting apple? Ariety. Yeah, it's a format. Yeah. Uh, it's a format of thing that threatens. So like, gains control of a creature, and then you get until end of turn. Uh, the, the other stuff is like it has other attacks so that's just like not that relevant it's like gain three or your opponent loses three but like the fact that now yeah. Karnboard has access to a threaten effect is kind of wild because mm. I, I that's something that Karn decks shouldn't have the ability to do but <laughs> now do because um Karn the great creator I guess mm-hmm. so yeah that's scary <laughs> can we talk about the uh, the land cycle here you know we had talked I think about the Maybe the black-white one, because that had been yeah. spoiled a little bit early. Um, we've got the rest of them. Red is three mana for a 2-2 two, two that attacks, puts a plus one, plus one counter. On Green any creature. Green is a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Yeah, any creature. Green is a 4-4 four, four that when it attacks, makes a food and exiles a creature from a graveyard or any card from a graveyard. Blue is two mana for a 2-1 that has first strike as long as it's your turn and scries when it attacks. And then green-blue is a 5-5 five, five for 5 uh, when it attacks, it turns one creature into a 3-3. Three, three. Mm. Are any of those exciting? I, I, th- <laughs> you know. I think the green-black one and the red-blue yeah. one are the interesting ones, and no. that's about it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Why do you like Why do you like the red-blue one? Uh, the red-blue one's like, like creativity just already kind of wanted like a better man land than like Mutavolt, because mm. like uh-huh. casting creativity was pretty important, and like <laughs> this one does cast creativity while also still serves the purpose that mutable does for like one more mana so it's grace it, no it's not even about attacking it's just about becoming a creature is really just okay. it like because like you just want a creativity target it put whatever garbage you have in your deck into play yeah i think the only argument there would be that this doesn't add any more red mana than mutavolt does as far as if you're casting creativity on it but I don't know if that's all you would you would end up playing like 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 to be fair you also have like a lot of blue sources right and like multiple yeah, mutables yeah. so like the red mana is like really a pinch for that deck and like having another answer is like never never a bad thing I guess what I'm saying that is that if you're trying to cast creativity on your mutavault this costs just as much red because this costs one red to activate and it makes oh a red. Sure, mm-hmm. sure 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 yeah okay that's I mean, really I, I like I like the gr- the green green uh, black one as well. Um, I just like the food token and exiling. I think those were all really neat effects. Um, and also, I, I like. Yeah, I guess white. it's nice. They all attack for power equal to their you know cost to activate. I like the sort of body of restless Ca- cottage too. A four four is pretty good on a, on a man land. We haven't seen anything yeah, that big in a while. Honestly, Re- uh, relentless college or restless Col- uh, cottage just makes me think about. Um, uh, if uh, Hive of the Eye Tyrant took drugs and like became <laughs> bigger, that's all it really is. It's the same. 
activation cost. Right? Yeah, it's the same activation cost, yeah. but it's a little bit bigger and makes a food token. Yeah, and a food token, eh, it's not irrelevant if you're using your your life total as a resource. However, it ain't kind of menacey. Yeah, it just ain't menacey, so that's what makes me sad about yeah. it. But whatever, you know. Uh, as the kids say, we ball. All right. Well, All right, we need to do a quick run through of what our top five yeah. are because, yeah, my, mine definitely need work. I had posted a pre-episode top five that I'm going to read off here, but I think that my opinions have changed. Um, but I can't tell you exactly what those are yet. I had originally said Bramble Familiar, Iron Crag, Ruby, Beseech, and the Black Virtue. Um, I think I definitely want to include that one. Which one did I say I was going to for sure include? Is the uh, Up the Beanstalk. I think that's on my list for okay. sure. And I might include... Hmm, I'm going to just throw like Hopeless Nightmare. Or maybe I'll throw the end out there. I'll, I'll give it a, uh, a shout out. I think that you guys sold me on it. Okay. Yeah, so my list changes a little bit. Uh, the only thing that really changes for me is Up the Beanstalk goes to one. And then it's the end. Okay. And then Werewolf. And then uh, Elvish Arch- Archivist. And then Elusive Otter. Uh, that one, Elusive Otter gets like slashed with the card that draws cards with Skulk. Forget the name of it already. Uh, okay. And then Bunnycorn is my honorable mention. Okay. Okay, I like it. What do you have, right? Uh, number one, I'm giving it to the end. Uh, number two, Regal Bunnycorn. Uh, I guess after after our conversations, I had Mosswood as number three and Warfox as number four, but I'm going to switch those around, I think. I want to put Warfox at three and Mosswood at four. Uh, and then I also I had Stroke of Midnight at five originally, but I'm going to move Sir Ginger up there. I'm going to make it work. I, I think that that's, <laughs> I like the shot. That, I like it. That's my. Uh, I'm going to move uh, Stroke of Midnight to my honorable mention and Sir Ginger. Yes, we are going to have some fun times together. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you guys, it's past my bedtime. Hopefully, yeah. if you're out there listening while you're driving, that it's not past your bedtime either, because that would be a bad thing. <laughs> uh, also, if you're driving, <laughs> stop going on our Twitter to like us, because we, we appreciate it. But maybe you should focus on that first. Yeah. Uh, but if you aren't driving, um, go ahead and find us on Twitter, because that's the best place to stay in touch with us. At MTG Pioneer, the one and only original at MTG Pioneer on Twitter. You can also find uh, our do we call it X yet? I'm I, never going to call it that. Uh, you can also find a link to our Discord there, which if you would like to get more Pioneer action, conversations with people who play Pioneer, direct access to us, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and join that because it's a great way to do all of that fun stuff. Yeah, and you guys can find me on Twitter as well at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist. Uh, also, I'm on Discord all the time, so feel free to contact me there. And I'm on Hive at Japan Hobbyist if you want to download that, but no one has yet, so... Uh, What up? It's your boy, Ashiok. Um, I ain't got a shout out for this time. I got follow me on Twitter at dreams of Ashiok, I guess. But like, I usually do like a shout out in this portion, but I'm going to, I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to ask all y'all in the spoilers channel. Tell us what you think your best card is from this side. I want to know what you guys think and what, if, if you think that like I'm out to lunch and maybe the set's really good. Or maybe you just want to complain about the fact that Ryan loves Bard class and yes. every single spoiler season there's five Bard class cards that get printed. Or Waste Not. Or Waste Not. So yes. let us know what you want or what you think <laughs> is good in the spoiler yes. section. Let us know. Did we get some things wrong? What do you think is good? Post your top yeah. five. Uh, but I think that concludes it for us. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer Information Online for spoilers and more. Uh, Your first pioneers are the ending out.